From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 5th of December 2022. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through the attack on a Russian airfield. There are more things happening around the world right now though, so we'll also run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we look at the newly imposed Russian oil price cap. But first, why was a Russian airfield bombed? Russian state and independent media outlets have reported this morning that there have been two separate blasts at two Russian airfields, killing three people and injuring several others. It's not currently known what or who caused the blasts which occurred at an airfield near Razan, southeast Moscow and in the Saratov region. Both military sites are hundreds of kilometres from the Ukrainian border and are believed to host long-range Russian strategic bombers. Since Russia invaded Ukraine in February, Russian officials have accused Ukraine of carrying out various cross-border attacks. The Ukrainian government has rejected such claims. Meanwhile, the West's attempts to tighten sanctions on Russia and restrict its ability to fund its own war have stepped up a notch today. From Monday, EU countries, with the exception of Bulgaria, which has longer to comply, will not be able to import Russian crude oil by ship, arguably one of the EU's toughest sanctions on Russia so far. The goal is to drive down Moscow's fossil fuel revenues. The EU said earlier this year that its tightening of restrictions on Russian oil would effectively cut around 90% of oil imports from Russia to the EU by the end of the year. Also coming into force today is the G7 and EU plan to cap the price at which Russian oil can be bought on the global market. The cap, set at about $60 a barrel, will be enforced by G7 and EU members and is again designed to trim Russia's oil income. In practice, the cap means that any participating country will be unable to provide shipping, insurance, trading and brokering services for any shipments of Russian crude oil that's sold for more than $60 a barrel. For now, that won't actually impact Moscow's oil revenues, as Russian oil currently trades at a lower price on the global market. Russia has said about this new cap on oil exports that they will refuse to acknowledge them and would not sell crude oil to anyone signing up to the price cap. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov said today that one thing is obvious here, we will not recognize any price caps. He went on to say that the Russian economy has the necessary potential to fully meet all the needs and requirements of the special military operation. Such measures will not affect it. The $60 per barrel level was reached after much negotiation among EU and G7 member states, some pushing for a much lower cap while others wanted it higher. Ukraine's President Zelensky has criticised the cap, calling it a weak position and not serious enough to really damage Russia's economy. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Ministers from EU member states will meet this week to decide on whether to accept Bulgaria, Croatia and Romania into Europe's passport-free Schengen area. But despite repeated statements from the European Commission that the three countries fulfil the criteria and are ready to join, the path to membership, at least for Bulgaria and Romania, remains difficult, even after more than a decade of waiting. Bids to join the border-free zone require unanimous approval from the EU's member states, which is where Bulgaria and Romania become stuck. Last week, the Dutch foreign minister announced that the Netherlands would block Bulgaria's entry, but approve Romania and Croatia's. 
He said it was too early for Bulgaria, citing concerns about corruption and organised crime. The move has angered the Bulgarian government, who described it as an act of cynicism. Austria, meanwhile, has suggested that it will not support Bulgaria or Romania's entry to the Schengen area, but will support Croatia's. So, as things stand, it seems like Bulgaria and Romania's attempts to further integrate into the EU will yet again be delayed, while Croatia, the EU's newest member, will be accepted into the Schengen area. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Following the death of Marza Amini on the 16th of September, reportedly at the hands of the so-called morality police, Iranian citizens have been on the streets protesting against what they claim are overly restrictive rules, specifically on things like the dress code. These protests have received attention internationally. Over the weekend, it was reported that Iran's morality police could be disbanded. This came from Iran's Attorney General himself, who said that the morality police had nothing to do with the judiciary and have been shut down from where they were set up. Some are sceptical of the claim that the morality police will be shut down, with some feeling that this simply could be a temporary move in order to try and quell protests. If it's true that Iran has actually permanently shut down their morality police, this would be huge, although it still may not be enough to end the protests that have paralysed the country. This morning, the Labour Party, the UK's official opposition, unveiled a 40-point plan to overhaul the UK's constitutional setup. Labour leader Sakir Starmer, who current polling suggests is likely to be the next Prime Minister, had tasked former Prime Minister Gordon Brown with carrying out the constitutional review and making the recommendations, which will now be subject to consultation. According to Labour, the proposals would deliver the biggest ever transfer of power from Westminster to the British people, including through handing new economic taxation and lawmaking powers to local mayors, authorities and devolved governments. The headline proposal, though, is to scrap the House of Lords, which is the UK's large unelected upper chamber, and replace it with a smaller, more representative and democratic assembly. Whether these reforms actually happen remains to be seen. The proposals will be consulted on before the party decides whether or not to include them in their next election manifesto. And even if that happens, House of Lords reform has historically been something that incoming governments promise but fail to deliver on as they're forced to shift their priorities as soon as they take office. In the final uplifting news story today, we discuss the US astronaut Peggy Whitson. Whitson has spent more time in space than any other American or woman and took part in her first space mission in 2002. In her most recent trip in 2017, Whitson became the first woman to lead the ISS. Today it's been announced that 62-year-old Miss Whitson will be returning to space, this time in a private aircraft. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of the Russian oil price cap, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free.
Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.